Mr. Tibbs. Hasta la vista, baby. They're not crying. They're not crying in baseball. I'll get you, my pretty. And your little dog, too. King Kong ain't got shit on me. It's showtime. Hey, what's up, you jabronis? This is the last episode of the Rewind It Back podcast for the year 2022. Tonight, Joe and Jim are on tonight, and we've been kicking this idea around for the last couple of weeks now. We decided to have this episode. Uh, we're not going to do a, a movie this episode, but instead we're going to dedicate this to Kevin Conroy, who we sadly lost a month ago back on, a, well, to, on November 10th to be exact. Died of He died of cancer, but I, he kept it pretty quiet, it sounded like. Um, so tonight we thought it'd be a good idea to dedicate it to him, talk about him a little bit. Obviously, we'll get into the Batman animated series. So to get into Kevin Conroy right away, he was the voice of my childhood. Yeah, I mean, he was, he he is the voice of Batman. Every time when I was a kid, when I would read a comic, it had Batman in it. Even to this day, when I read comics, when I read Batman's lips in the comics, I I, I think of his voice while reading it. And he was one of like the, one of the nicest guys too. Um, I had the chance, the opportunity to meet him at Comic Con a couple of years ago. Great guy. As I mentioned before in previous episodes, he talked to me as, as if he, he knew me my whole his whole life. You know, there's always that saying like you you know you don't really want to meet your heroes because you're afraid of like an asshole or a dick that they might be, and then they'll just ruin your your whole life for you. But he was the exception. He was just he could not be in, been of an, a nicer guy. He was even the same way to everyone that was in front of me and the people who were behind me. I mean, like I said, he he was the voice of Batman, and he had played the role of Batman more than anybody throughout the the television shows, the video games, the movies. Um, Twenty uh, or what was it? Like Thirty years? Thirty so, years of Batman? Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, I mean, he. Um, There's a video game that he did, or a movie that he did that hasn't been released yet, and that's the last one. I forget what it's he, called. I mean, he even had some live action stints as Batman in various more recent like CW DC products. And that was nice to see. Like, I think he did some on the cat on that Batgirl or Catwoman TV show. They got canceled and a few other DC TV shows he was on. And you're right, Bill. He really is the most unmistakable voice of Batman. You know, he doesn't sound like he has a sore throat. You know, it's, it's just, it's the most recognizable Batman. I think of any, of any of them. He started off in 92 with the series and then he just, his last piece of work as Batman hasn't been released yet, which is a video game coming out next year called Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. But he did everything uh, pretty much from that cartoon debut in 92 to uh, the video games and then to the uh, the DC the DC movies, the uh, Mask of the Phantasm movie, Sub-Zero. He did... Uh, well, he did all of the major DC animated movies like yeah, uh, Flashpoint Paradox, Justice League Doom, Apocalypse War, Justice League Dark, all of those. And even though it was funny, we mentioned it. My middle child, who's four, has been getting into Teen Titans Go. Just as just it's been on HBO Max. She's been kind of flipping through it. He does his guest appearances as Batman in a very kid friendly cartoon format. And it's him. It's like. He's played every level of Batman from the sticky kid stuff all the way through what we what the three of us and probably many others in our age bracket believe is to be the real Batman. Before that, what was he bouncing around with like TV shows in the 80s? But I, I, I really didn't see too much. I think he was on like an episode of Cheers or something. I, I might have seen him, but he really wasn't. That show was his like breakout that doing the voice of Batman was his like that was his uh 
like breakout performance. I mean, that show just like Bill said, it just defines so many people's childhoods. Uh, and the great thing about that show now is you can put that show on now. And it's just as like, if you put on an episode of, like He-Man now, it's like unwatchable. Like, well, but, maybe for Skeletor, but <laughs> it's, it's for little kids, but this show, like it's just as watchable, at least for me, in my yeah. opinion now as Oh yeah, grown adult as it was when I was in second grade or first grade when I first saw it. So, yeah. so to your point, Jim, when you circulated the le- your your personal list of the of your top twenty five episodes, I watched about ten of them over the course of the last few days. And I was telling Bill prior to the show tonight that I watched Mask of the Phantasm, his first animated full feature movie today, just for. A nice, a nice relax after work, and it's just, it's so good. Like everything about his his voice and and how it's perfectly captured to the motion of the of the animation is just, it's flawless. And like Conroy just picked that show up. It was like the perfect culmination of that show. Like he was perfect for Batman, and then like my 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 name here, Boyd Kirkland. He's like one of the famous. Like he's my favorite director of the episodes. Like. They had reoccurring, but he's like one of the bigger directors. Like he, uh, that that whole thing, and the production, and the nice thing about that is like Fox stayed out of its way. I know Tim Burton had some influences on that show um, early in the day, but uh, it was just such an awesome property. But what was your uh, what was your favorite episode, Joe? You know, I probably you know I guess I'm partial to Christmas with the Joker. I always find it funny. I know. I know. Look, everybody was knows that. Your, that. Was that your uh, first episode you ever saw? No, I've I saw this. I saw this from day one when I was a kid. It was the first one I ever saw. I remember I saw Christmas with the Joker. It was on. I think it was on right, obviously right around Christmas time. And I just remember seeing that and being like blown away. Like this show is awesome. And yeah, uh, I mean, I think when it first came out, I know my, my mom likes Batman, and so she didn't mind if any of us watched it. And when, when when I guess it debuted and she put it on Saturday morning at nine, like it was nine or 10 a.m. And my brother, who's a few years younger than me, we were just instantly like, this is it. This is the show. No, no more, no less. This is I mean, this and X-Men were just pinnacle of our childhood. Yeah. And I just I think and I, spe- I think I could speak for all of us where that was pretty much our Saturday every yep. weekend. X-Men but I, but, but 11, answer, right? Yeah, it was 11 o'clock. So I think Batman was 10 or 10. Batman was 930 or 10. Yeah, somewhere in that ballpark. But to answer your question, if I had to pick one episode that I really like, it's probably Bane. One of the later episodes. It is. It is. But I think I like the I just like the Bane character, which they, by the way, butchered in the movie franchise, but got it perfect in the animated series. They did. They really nailed them. Uh, yeah, it was perfect. And because that's for Bane in the comic books, if you're not familiar with the comic books, I know you guys are, but Bane was like intelligent and he was a, just this beast of a man. Yeah. Whereas in the movies, they made him basically some type of like, you know, for lack of a better word, moron, like muscled, muscled up moron, like that just like grunted. And, but they, Nolan kind of did him justice, but he re- that, it really wasn't Bane. Like it was Bane by name only uh, in the dark Knight rises. You know, it's funny. We, we also talked about this a little bit on the Batman returns episode a few weeks ago, but you know, we joked about Mr. Freeze a little bit and heart of ice is one of the best episodes in cartoon history of any show. Yeah. It won an Emmy. 
it, I know. And but we joked a little bit about how terrible Arnold was in that in that role and just how so different, you know, the movie is from the from the from the source material. And but Kevin Conroy, I, you know, he didn't carry that episode, but, you know, he he had anything he does in that in every episode is just perfect. And I can't speak enough about how much I enjoy watching it now as an adult because I, I watched, you know, 10 episodes recently and I'm, I kick back this every so often when I want something to watch because, you know, I've three plus seasons and yeah. I can watch it forever. What about you, Bill? What's your top? Did you get it? Yeah, I have I have mine. Um, so I mean, but yeah, Kevin Conroy, he's for sure the best incarnation for the voice of Batman. I mean, he he found both the humanity in Batman and in Bruce Wayne. And this is a cartoon for Christ's sake. Like he was he was that good on on all accounts. And the going back to what you guys had just talked about, this being one of the best animated shows. I mean, prior to this show, there was a lot of, to my memory, there was a lot of cartoon shows that were done just like sloppy. And I mean, granted, they were regulated to kids like Tiny Toons. That comes to mind. But I think that this show broke open to what you could do with a cartoon and an audience of all ages. Because like you first you see this, you see it's a Batman cartoon. You think it's for kids. But if you watch it, it's really geared towards like people in their 20s and 30s. I mean, I appreciate it more now. Like, I think back back then I was watching it just for the fun with it because, you know, I was a huge sure. Batman fan as I am today. But um, now I watch it now. I'm like, wow, I mean, you, this show like still stood the test of time right. for me. As far as the shows, definitely Heart of Ice is is, is number one. Um, Jim, looking at your list, Two-Face, those that part one and two, Two-Face was actually the first episode I saw, I remember, because I, I, I don't know if it was in part, I think it was the end of part one where like it's when Two-Face gets his face blown off. I remember that image very well in my mind seeing it in my childhood another one that i really liked was uh, an episode called uh the man who killed batman that i like that show that episode i don't know if you guys have, remember that it's uh, about this mm-hmm. this this doofus mob boss and like word gets out that he he killed batman when it was just like an accident scene and like all these criminals like including the joker are out to get this guy who yeah. killed batman because now that's like well batman's dead and no one is going to try and stop me. What what the fuck is the fun in this now? Yeah, I do like the Clayface. Yep, parts one and two. Yeah, and I love I love when they hold him down and just pour the shit all over. Oh, him. Like, <laughs> I I look. I personally love the Clayface character. I think it's amazing. Just I I and I I, I watched I watched those uh, feet of clay one and two this week and it just was like this is amazing. And the story, like the story, the story is just so sad, and then it just becomes nuts. And then the other one that I liked, it's not really part of the Batman animated series. It's part of the Justice League Unlimited. I think it's like a end of the se- second season, I think. But it's called Epilogue, and it has to do with the the child child mutant. It's called her name is Ace. And oh yeah, I, f- I forget like Amanda Waller. You know, the, the Ace has like this supernatural ability, and like she's—I forget what her her powers have grown stronger. Um, well, they're, they, well, they they're made, telekinetic. Yeah, they made right. they made her sick, and she's having like this a- massive aneurysm, I think, and like her powers could, you know, end up wind up killing everybody on Earth. And Amanda Waller, who is the leader of the Suicide Squad, she gives like Batman some device to kill Ace, and Batman doesn't kill people, and he does not kill Ace either. But instead, he just he goes, he says, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take it," and he goes this device that Amanda Waller gives her and he goes and he finds Ace sitting on the swing set and he sits down next to her and he doesn't kill her. He just waits it out and basically comforts her until she just dies on her own. Batman, 
Ace. Did you like playing with my new Royal Flush gang? Can't say that I did. Yeah, they aren't any fun at all. I gave them their powers and they still hardly ever play with me. Can't imagine why. When I was little, Cadmus used to make me play all kinds of games, but they weren't any fun either. They'd strap me into their machines and poke wires into my brain. Ace, can you move this object with your mind? Yeah, I can move it. They weren't really games, you know. They were training me, turning me into a weapon for justice, they said. They got their weapon. I got cheated out of my childhood. I know what that's like. You do, don't you? You don't have to answer. I read your mind. That's how I knew you weren't going to use Mrs. Waller's weapon on me. No. I wasn't. You were going to try and talk me into fixing what I've changed. Before I die. Yes. I'm dying very soon. Yes. I'm sorry. Could you stay with me? I'm scared. And I thought that that was like a. I know that's not in the Batman animated series, but that's always an episode that sticks out as my in my mind as like the, the Justice League of- Unlimited show is one of the most is very underrated. It, I agree. Yeah, it's actually better than the Justice League show, which followed. I guess it's the universe or whatever you mm-hmm. the, the Batman started it. Then Superman, and they brought Batman back with New Adventures. And then there was Justice League, and then there was Justice League Unlimited, which Bill bought up. And I, I agree with you, Bill. I think that show is great. I agree. And when you know the episode you're talking about, it, it's, it's it's a heavy episode for little kids, like, but it's oh, a yeah. good it's it's, a, it's it, definitely a life lesson for sure. It it's yeah. been a, it's been years since I've seen that episode, and I you know part bits and pieces of that episode are, are fuzzy, but the ending of the of what I just described is yeah. always sticks out in my mind, and it's just like, I mean, it's a, it's it's again, it's it's a it's a cartoon, but it has like so much humanity behind it. I think Kevin Conroy, the big driving point of that is just how he projects his voice, and he just creates this. You know, he he is Batman. He brings he brings uh, the 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 figure to life in the cartoon and the comic book. So, sure. to to piggyback off that point, if you just even if you so I mentioned I watched Mask of the Phantasm today, and and in that animated movie, you got Kevin Conroy sort of his range of emotions really sort of shines through, right? It because Batman it covers Batman in many phases of his life when his parents were had been murdered and he was at his parents grave when he was sort of a you know i won't say clueless stooge but he was you know younger and and dating i think her name was abigail or whatever and then as batman when his voice is more robust and more angry and you really and really kevin kevin conroy's emotional range really carried all of that i don't see and then in watching some of the other animated batman products where you have uh, jason o'hara playing batman or a Jason Isaacs playing Batman, another one. It just doesn't. It it like you watch it, and you're like, it sounds okay, but it's just not quite there. And having to listen to other voice actors do it, it's like you know, it's not, it, not, not right. It's tough, right, to follow like a a legend, you know, like well, and it's, then it's well, it's the same problem when they have other actors play the Joker. Yeah, it's the same it's, problem. And then some of the other animated full length, you know, full full length features they've had not Mark Hamill play the Joker and with not Kevin Conroy as Batman. And you're like, 
the fuck is this? This sounds awful. Like the dialogue <laughs> is good in, 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 in what it's supposed to be, but it's just like, where is Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy? And they know it. I mean, let's be, let's be clear. They know that this is what made them. I mean, Mark Hamill has his claim to fame with Star Wars and all that crap. But the truth is Mark Hamill was, I think, recognized equally as much as the voice of the Joker as he is as much as Luke Skywalker. And I don't think anybody would dispute that, especially, you know, given how many more Batman products have come out in the last 25 years. Well, this, this, uh, I was going to bring up Hamill. I'm glad you did because they really played off of each other so well. They were so, the two actors, Conroy and Hamill, just did a a fantastic job with both characters. And you can't beat, like, you know, like Laughing Fish episode based off of a classic comic, like Hamill's in, in that episode is just unbelievable. And I believe that's where we get our first appearance of Harley Quinn ever, right? She came out of this show, but I think that's her first appearance ever in the show or in DC history. So you can check me on that. But I mean, that that uh, funny thing is, like when I was a kid, they had the Batman, the animated series comic books to go along with the show. And I used to buy them. And I skipped the one issue where it had Batgirl on the cover and Harley Quinn. And now that comic's worth like thousands of dollars. Because it's the first comic book with Harley Quinn in it, and every time I see it, it just grinds my gears. That like I literally, <laughs> like I I have like I had like every other issue but that issue. But Conroy, my favorite episode is Hard to Ice. I'm right there with you, Bill. I also uh, I I gave you guys my top five, but mm-hmm. the the uh, one of the coolest episodes which didn't make my top five was uh, the Gray Ghost episode where they bought Adam West back mm-hmm. to voice yeah, the Gray Ghost character. That's and cool. just to hear him, I remember watching that episode with my dad because I bought this up before on like other Batman featured episodes. That was my dad's Batman. So it was like a Saturday morning and we got to like see our both Batmans in the same show. Like, you know, because I used to watch this every Saturday with my dad. Yeah. And uh, it was like really cool to hear Adam West and Conroy work together there. Awesome episode. Hard to believe they're both gone now over the last few years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To follow up on one of your points about sort of the the dynamic relationship between Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, you know, during obviously this show ran from 92 to 95. But the thing is, and and, and as I've watched a lot of the later DC animated products, they've carried that that dynamic never waned the entire time they were together on voice. And so the last thing they did together was the killing joke in 2018, the full length one. And if the end of that is just it's. It, it's sort of like it's like, like puts a bow on their relationship, just how they go back and forth when he's laughing at the end. And it's like not a joke and Batman's laughing and it's like, damn, that's what they went out on. Yeah, exactly. That was the last one they made together. And then they haven't done one together since. And but with them both laughing at the end, you're like, all right. And, but 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 the point is, is that that their their dynamic back and forth carried through from 1992 when they did the first episodes of with the Joker and Batman mm-hmm. all the way through the last feature film. And it's like they're just so perfect for one another. And it's hard. And it's funny. The funny thing is, as I mentioned, it's sort of hard to it's hard to watch some of the other products that don't include them for one reason or another. And it's just not the same. Oh, my there was a stretch of time where my boys were into that Lego Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And I think Will Arnett does Batman's voice and Zach Galifianakis does Joker. And I'm watching it. And I mean, it's, it's a movie for kids, but I'm watching. It, I'm like, you know, it's, it's not the same. Beyond the fact it's how missing. stupid it is anyway. Missing. Well, that, yeah, that too. But 
But like you, you, you yeah. see animated Batman and Joker, and you immediately think Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy, and then you don't hear them, and you're like, mm, yeah. you know. Uh. Yeah. And and it's not and it's not to say that the other actor voice actors who have played both characters in the various you know animated products have been bad. I mean, they've been very good, and some of those animated products are outstanding in terms of their storytelling and visual appeal and you know character character dynamics. But I think it's hard to imagine going. It's like going into watching one of those and you know what to expect with a Kevin Conroy on a Mark Hamill product and you don't hear it. You hear like Jason Isaacs or Jason O'Hara or Bruce, Bruce uh, Greenwood who played Batman in another one of them. I think it was the red hood. You just like, it's not quite there for that. I will always be thankful that I have all of these on DVD VHS or some other medium I can watch whenever I want. I actually thought Greenwood did a de- does a decent job. Yeah. So. I I didn't say it was bad. I said no, but, uh, it's like you know, it's like you're trying, like like I said earlier, you're trying to replace a legend, and it's just it's not possible. One thing, Jim, that I saw on your list um, that you had sent a couple weeks back, um, you had a lot of ones, there, a lot of the episodes that had sequels to them, like there was Two Face. There's uh there's Robin's Reckoning, Heart of Steel, Heart of Steel. Yep, just to name a just to name a few. But what I liked about this Clayface I mentioned, um, that's a two part episode. Well, so the two part episodes, and like they're only twenty two minute long episodes, and you just you blow through them. And when it's a two parter, it just feels like a a mini movie. I think that's what was really cool about the show because they made they made these little mini movies here and there. Yeah, the Heart of Steel is definitely. Uh, there's a scene in an episode where I. Th- one of my favorite characters in the show is Harvey Bullock. Mm-hmm. And he, <laughs> he plays a little bit like I read, I read the comics. Like he, he was like a pretty prevalent character in like the comics, like in like the eighties and late seventies. He, but he played like a little bit more. He was always like the devil's advocate, the Batman or whatever you want to call him in the, in the TV series. He, he had a hard on for Batman in the comics, but not as much as the character in the TV series, which I liked more. Like, I thought that was done better. But there's a scene in that where, like, I thought they killed him. I thought, like, Batgirl throw him into the uh, into the bat signal and it ended up being a robot. But, like, I just remember seeing that and being, like, blown away. And, like, Conroy plays a scene so great where he just watches him die. <laughs> and Batgirl's crying or Barbara Gordon's crying. And he's like, he's like, that's not Bullock. Like, I, like Conroy was great. Uh, another episode, Fear of Victory. Mm-hmm. Awesome episode. I think that's where we get the first. Uh, this there was three scarecrows, different like animation scarecrows in this, and I think that was the second one, but the more popular one. And then Robin's Reckoning, which is just a straight play off of uh, the comic books Year Three. If you ever read it, it's worth checking out. It's like from, it's like Frank Miller's Year One, and then they did Year Two, which was McFarlane, and then there there was a Year Three done. But most of these episodes like really did well because they took the best comic book and made them better. Bobby's gotta... Reckoning is the Billy Marin episode. Yes. That's the... <laughs> I can't believe you know about that, Bill. I I don't know why either. I'm not going to make up excuses. I remember I sent you that and I was like, how do you not know this? Like, what? Like... I, don't, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not going to make up excuses. And then you're like, oh, yeah, the guy, whatever the heck his name is, whatever his name is in real life, the guy who, who does Biff Tannen and Back to the Future, he's like, oh, he yeah. does the voice for him. And I'm like, now I know you're fucking <laughs> shitting me. <laughs> what's his name? Joe, what's the Biff Tannen actor's name? Oh, God. I, Brian yeah. Wilson. Come on, uh, Joe. You know this. You, you I, know. Should, I should know it. I should know it. 
the actor is Thomas Wilson. Thomas no. Wilson, yes. Brian Wilson's go. lead, fucking Beach Boy. Uh, <laughs> close enough. No, uh, Demon's Quest. Also, another great episode. Yes. Two-parter. By the way, the actor that does uh, Raz Al Ghul or Ray, Ray Shal Ghul, mm-hmm. however you pronounce it, uh, he is also the the actor, the the professor from Ninja Turtles too. Which always, every time we talk, I'd be thinking of the fucking professor doing uh, the yeah, you're right, dancing the Vanilla Ice. Yes. But uh, <laughs> also episode where they just take a classic Dennis O'Neill, Neil Adams comic from like the early '70s, and they just fucking run with it and the show makes it even better than the comic book the uh that episode you were talking there that two-parter with Raz al ghul that's my favorite side character or not side <laughs> character my favorite henchman in that Raz al ghul episode is when they're i forget what they're, they're like walking through caves in the desert or whatever and he Raz al ghul has like this henchman and every time like batman would like you know walk ahead or in front of Raz al ghul his henchman would come up and shove Batman and call him an infidel. And then every time he would do that, Batman would say that's strike one. Then he would do it again. He goes, that's strike two. And then the third time infidel and Batman just jaws him. Ubu, right? Ubu. Yeah. I for, yeah, yeah. Whatever the hell his name was. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I had commented to Jim that, you know, in those episodes with Ra- Ra- Rachel Ghoul and Batman, I always enjoy that. He called him detective yes. all the time. I just, I just, and, you know, and that's true to the comics, but just that just I think what really stands out to me more than anything else in the show, even with Kevin Conroy as the the main man, is the attention to detail in this in this show across top to bottom, which you don't get in some of the later uh, animated products from D.C., even some of their full feature ones. Just, But there is just such an attention to detail with the animated series that I don't think can be reproduced. Isn't that what the biggest problem we see with these comic book themed things nowadays is like back back then it was like geared towards comic book fans, which mainstream didn't give a shit about. And now like and you could tell the people that were making it actually cared about them. Whereas now, like I like these comic book movies were over for me when they started announcing the release dates before they even had a cast or a director for these movies. When they what's his name would come out, the Feige. Or who, whoever, fuck off Jones, whoever would come out and they would go, okay, in 2026, Fantastic Four. It's like, and everybody's going fucking crazy. And it's like, you don't even know who's going to be in it. You don't know who's directing it. You don't know who's playing the fucking character. Like, that was it. That was it. From, like, that's that was like the beginning of the end uh-huh. um, as far as it goes, like, with movies. To whereas this show, you, you had people that were Batman fans that took these stories that the fans held so near and dear and converted them to a cartoon that just happened to be, it was, it's for kids, but they're telling stories like from like the more serious side of Batman comic books starting in the late seventies. And not only did, or the early seventies, late sixties, but not only did they do that, they also took classic characters like Clayface who everybody fucking, nobody fucking knew who Clayface, like Clayface is in, you know, like Clayface comic books exist in the eighties and the like nineties up until that point fucking zero this is a character from like the 40s and 50s that people completely forgot about and they bought him back and made him relevant again and they introduced new characters and did that successfully too like harley quinn who is arguably the biggest dc character introduced biggest comic book character introduced in the last 30 years so it's just 
what this show did for and it brought a whole new generation into comic books so what this show did for for comic books is is i don't think there's a show other than maybe the x-men that even comes close to it as far as it, it goes this show stands live apart. action or cartoon whatever this is the 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 best it brought so many people in the comic books comic book characters in movies now have become such a phenom and i think you can point it all back to batman in 1989 that's like when i think things really started to shift i mean that movie was the pinnacle of a blockbuster that people strived for through yeah. the 80s i mean it had everything in it it had a logo that you'll always remember yeah. a-list cast the a-list cast you know uh, uh, toys i mean it really kicked open the doors to what blockbusters could be with superheroes yeah. and i think that's you could see that today i mean it's just it's just shoved down your throat now but there's something about this show that set the bar for animated television. Animated. Beyond the fact, beyond the fact that I got four Emmys in it during its run, which is impressive for any kid. It's only on four, se- three, yeah, three seasons and change. I, and, and then, yeah, and you, they bought it back for the New Adventures. Which yeah, the New Adventures wasn't bad. I I picked out a couple of New Adventure episodes I really enjoy. I love my favorite New Adventures episodes, Old Wounds, which kind of tells the backstory of how Dick Grayson and, and Bruce Wayne had a falling out but like we were saying earlier it's like following the legend like you're you're trying to live up to a classic tv show do you guys have any sleeper episodes like what episode do people not talk about too much that you like i'd have to think about that i got i got a couple you know i had an answer that's why Uh, oh oh, i know Yeah, and why, that's, don't, why don't you go and then I'll, while you're while you're I'll talking think, about it I'll joe and i will marinate in this <laughs> one of my favorite episodes is the uh the showdown episode where they bring back another character that people really didn't know too well but they bought in uh Raz al ghul is mm. also the featured character in it how's the guy's name oh, obviously he's not that popular character i can't remember it jonah hex that's it oh, okay jonah hex, another he's like a d-list dc character they feature him in that episode, and that kind of brought a revival to that character. House and Garden is probably one of my favorite episodes where Poison Ivy's growing the family in the basement, and she's, like, reformed. And, like, Batman's, like, doesn't believe she's reformed. And then finds out, like, through Robin, like, finds out that the kids, that her new husband's kids are, oh, I met the boys the other week, and Robin's like, oh, the well, Kate and Chris and Kelly are girls. So... It's like, oh shit, she's growing. She's growing the kids and using them as, or like plants out of plants in the basement. But it's, that's, I love those two episodes. What were you going to say, Bill? Sorry. I was going to say the one episode that I always think of, and I don't know what it's called, but it has to do with Batman is on trial and one of the district attorneys is defending him in court. And all the inmates of Arkham Asylum is are running like the jury and the, the Joker is the judge. It's called the trial. It's called, it's called trial. trial. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been years since I've seen that one, but I just always thought like the, those and even the one you have on your list, Jim, that, uh, that episode's called Almost Got Him. We're like, yeah, that all was my choice. Bunch of the villains are the Joker, Penguin, Two Face, Poison Ivy, Killer Croc. They're all sitting around playing poker, talking about the times where they they almost got Batman, and yeah. Batman ends up being disguised as Killer Croc the whole time. Yeah, that episode is criminally underrated because it, think about it, it got five stories into twenty two minutes, and each story is told perfectly. Oh, yes. Yeah, with oh, just yeah. the right amount of detail. It's not you're not drowning in useful information. Tight script. I mean, it. But that, think, think about that now. What you just said, Joe, 
Like, I'm sorry not to interrupt you. No, but, no please go ahead. But th- think about what you just said, though. Like these episodes are th- of this of the show are 22 minutes long, and th- I think the writers, the directors, producers, everyone involved, in 22 minutes, they didn't give too much fluff to it or too little fluff to it. Like whatever they did, the story they were trying to tell and get across, they did it in 22 minutes flat. Like I right. just think everything like they could have each been their own individual episode. Yeah, yeah, that. That could have been a five-part miniseries, and it would have done perfect. All right. Here's another one for you, boys. Favorite villain, aside from Mark Hamill Joker. I know you already mentioned a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We mentioned a bunch. I really do like the Riddler episodes. Those ah, ones always stick solid. Out. Solid. I like the Riddler Dude. episodes. If you're, so, if you're so smart, why aren't you too, rich? Yeah, yeah that He's only featured in three episodes, believe yeah. it or not, and all three are good. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Honestly, if I had to pick one favorite villain besides the Joker, of course, I've got to go with Mr. Freeze. Just the way that's portrayed. And yeah, I'll 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 chuckle at the Arnold interpretation, but the truth is in in, in Heart of Vice, that's a cold-blooded bastard. Not no pun intended, but that's a that's a cold son of a bitch. I mean, he really is just out for blood. And the way he grieves for Nora is just like, damn. I just you, you can't I don't think I don't think I I don't think I mean great other villains are fantastic. I mean two faces my like my number two in this series, besides Mr. Freeze and the Joker, but two faces classic. It's yeah, tough yeah. to pick. It's tough to pick. I know that's I mean, the problem. They even, do, they even do like D-list Batman villains like the Clock King, great. Like come on, Mad, or Mad Fugue. Mad Hatter, right? <laughs> Temple Fugue, Mad Hatter, come on, the Mad Hatter. Temple Fugue. They took the Mad Hatter, like it's funny because you see the man so many they, they had like a normal sized version of the Mad Hatter. He's usually like a midget in the comic. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like they made him like uh you know full size, but he was just him, like the, he was a simp that him. wasn't getting any snatch. He wanted some pussy and yeah, well they put him he back on the map. Mind, you know, what guy hasn't been there? You know, he's buying okay. the chick flowers, the boyfriend dumps her, he thinks he's gonna move in, and then dude, yeah. she goes crawling back to the boyfriend. And just dicks over the man Jarvis completely. Jervis, whatever it's called. Jervis. Jervis Ted. Jervis. And then yeah. Riddler's. I like the computer episode with Riddler where the mm. Batman goes in the got to save yeah. Commissioner Gordon. And then Riddler's reform's great. I think all three made my top list. What, what, if you're so smart, it's in my top five. But No, that's a great episode. I mean, he's trying to kill his boss. <laughs> I mean, kiss my ass, kiss his ass, kiss your I, ass. You know, I I really got to say that I really, I don't I don't know if we'll ever see Mister Freeze again in a villain in a Batman movie, and if they do, hopefully it's like the Mister Freeze that we see in the Batman animated series. Because I mean, they did Two Face as as uh, Tommy Lee Jones, they fucked that up, and uh, Aaron Eckhart did a much better job. Mm-hmm. Um, I really did like the Riddler in the new Batman movie. Paul so, Dana was outstanding. Yeah, so hopefully if they ever do a Mr. Freeze, hopefully it's geared towards... I would, and I would love to see them redo Poison Ivy because Uma Thurman, I don't mind her as an actress. She clearly had nothing to work with in, in that movie. And they could, do a, they could do so much with that character. They really could. It's so that, dynamic. That movie is so fucked. But yeah, well, beyond the obvious point, we've 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 shit on that movie. It comes back and to four, it's like coming back to Arnold. It's like every time it's like it sucks. Who they was that? Who, the fucking the stupid doctor who was trying to bang like fires or her boss. And it's always and then like 
you know, who was that? Joel Schumacher's fucking butt buddy. Who was that guy? How'd he get in that fucking movie? He's his butt hurt. Damn. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> obvious reasons, you know. On, uh, Mr. Freeze, Deep Freeze. Great episode. Yeah. Agree. Great episode. Um, I'm surprised. Yeah, there's so, there's so many good ones. It's hard to. Surprised nobody picked the Scarecrow. He was pretty. Scarecrow is always a good one. Yeah. Too. Jonathan Crane, man. You know, that is. That fear toxin really can freak you out if you're not. If you think about it at a sort of a high level, right? Like you get doused with some chemical and you basically are scared, scared to death, like in literal death. Fear of victory. I thought that's good. That's my number two as far as favorite episode goes. And I just like the simplicity of it, like the plot, the simplicity of the plot. Like the scarecrow, if you, he's fucking needs to make money so he can, you know, make more fear toxin. So he just decides to like contaminate athletes before big games and bet against bet on them yeah like the, like he took what Genius. the mob was doing for years and yeah it's like up. it's like fixing the lottery in the 80s in philadelphia like it's like yeah. it's like the most perfect crime yeah <laughs> just poison them and like shit their pants and then he collects his money <laughs> mr lucky yeah what's your guys top conroy movie animated mm. Yeah. Excluding Phantasm and yeah, yeah, Sub Zero, yeah, sure. there's that, that new one that um, came out with Batwoman or B- Batgirl. Trying to find one, I'm look. I have I have the list of them in front of me because I've I've seen them all probably five to six times each, at least if not more. Uh, if I had to pick, you know, I'm gonna pro- I'm gonna pick two because I can. I would say the Killing Joke. And the Flashpoint Paradox. I love the Flashpoint Paradox story just in general. And because 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 I like the Flash. He's like my second favorite combo character besides Batman. Did Conrad do the voice for Under the Red Hood? Nah, that no, was that a, was Bruce Green. Bruce Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Also gotta, a great story. I'll, I'll go with uh, Doom. Doom. Like okay. The Justice League Doom movie. That's good. That's a good one. Batman, Superman, the Apocalypse one was pretty fucking good too. Yeah, agree. The Public Enemy. He like ran. There were like there were popping those movies out like every year. Yeah. And I I don't know if they have they put one out recently. I'm trying to think. Uh, the not, last not with Conroy. But... No, the last one with Conroy was Fatal Five, and I yeah. I, I think I may have saw it once, but it was it's with the chick Green Lantern, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many Green Lanterns does the Earth get? Yeah. Too many. Well, Hal Jordan was John Stewart. John Stewart's the better one of Hal. Hal Jordan's a bum. (laughs) You don't like Hal Jordan? I really liked uh, Conroy in the video games for uh, yes, in all the Arkham series. Yes, oh yeah, he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, those are the ones that stick out the most to me, next to the the movies we just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I mean, I played the Injustice video games, the uh, 2D fighters, and he just perfect. Apocalypse was okay, I think the Justice League one. What was the uh, was he in the the Arkham Knights game, Joe, that just came out? I haven't played. I'm not buying another video game system for eight hundred dollars or something, whatever the fuck they call. Uh, no, he's not in Arkham Knights. That's that that kind of uh piqued my interest, and then I'm just I can't like spend five hundred dollars on PlayStation Five for one game. So either (laughs) that's gonna have to come down in price or something. Something else is gonna have to happen. Injustice was awesome, though. Yeah. Injustice and both both of them were good. I was very much enjoyed them both. I have to go with Arkham. Uh, what was the one where you could go through the whole? Was it Arkham City where you go through the whole city? Mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite Arkham game, at least. 
where you get to drive the Batmobile around. I thought that was pretty cool. That was fun. Yeah. There's just, there's the, the list just goes on. Like he, yeah. the resume that Kevin Conroy has with his, like I said in the beginning, like he, he has played Batman more than anyone. No one's going to top that. And I don't think anyone can play it better. And he's going to be the bard that every Batman vocal voice actor is judged by for probably forever. Yeah. When he died, the, uh, the article said Batman of a generation passes and it's the truth. Yeah. Well, I was fortunate enough because of Bill to have a cameo shout out by him for my birthday a few years ago, which was awesome. That's, that's dope. Still- I didn't know that. That's fabulous. Yeah, yeah, which I still get to pull up and watch once in a while. And it was funny when he died, I texted Bill and like the first thing we were digging for was that cameo yeah. uh, to watch again because it had been a few years. But I was watching the cameo and you could even see in there like he didn't like he was he didn't have much color to him. Yeah. Like his skin was like you could tell he was going through some shit. Of course, after I, he kept his disease private, but unfortunately he passed from type of cancer i'm not sure i don't know if you guys know but i don't horrible horrible yeah. horrible horrible um, it is so uh to lose him because he wasn't that old he was he was 66 he's no older yeah. than most many of our parents yeah he's he wasn't that old he was born in 55 66 years old it's crazy crazy just sad sad to lose him just to, like you said in the beginning of the podcast bill he's you never want to meet your heroes because you and you, you met the guy and you find out he surpasses the legend. Intestinal but, cancer is what he had, unfortunately. Ouch. That's, that's a tough one. Damn. Yeah, he was he was he was awesome to meet. Great guy. Sucks. Sucks. Terrible. Great loss. guy. Gr- incredible show. Great legacy he left behind. Yep. This he's uh he's the reason I got into Batman. That shows the reason I got yeah. into Batman. Oh. And, and honestly, I know for the three of us and probably our siblings and whatnot, he made Saturday mornings a little bit better. Oh, yeah. A lot of it. He gave you a reason. That's the only reason my ass was waking up. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I just said. He gave you a reason yeah. to get up. That's fair. He gave you a reason yeah. to get up and turn on Fox. I was sleeping until 1030 if that show. You know, I know Bill, you know, so Bill spent a lot of time in my parents' kitchen in the past. And there was always that little TV on the butcher block. Just yeah. sitting there on the counter with it below the cabinet of a thousand cups, and every, yeah. you know, you know, I'm right. That, oh, that no, TV, you, the TV you, was there forever. You're, you're everybody you're, had those like 10 inch TVs in their kitchen. It was a, it was a 12 inch <laughs> tube, and then it became a 14 inch, relatively thick LCD. When I was, was probably it the VCR? D, was it the VCR combo? Joe? The original one was the original one was, and the then combo, a, a, a little one like a 12 inch uh, tube TV, and then it became a very thin it was like this thick lcd screen when it was in high school or whatever and but i remember as a kid we would turn on that saturday mornings and just batman and x-men and it's just like and i also watched spider-man cartoons but i, I want i don't want to get off topic but i watched that is it, and part of the the rotation they, they were all on at the same time yeah They're probably top three cartoons mm-hmm. right fucking crazy mm-hmm. i mean the legend the I, I've gone back and I've watched like Ninja Turtles and that's not terrible. Um, yeah. Ghostbusters has some pretty good episodes. Ghostbusters is actually pretty watchable um, as far as it goes with old cartoons yep. uh, now, but nothing even comes close to this. Nothing. It's no. it's just as digestible now as a grown man as it was when I was 10 years old. And, and in many respects is better because we're older and can see the subtleties better and clearer. 
that we could attend. There, he Conroy was he he is Batman. Yeah. So he will be forever missed. Yeah. So for our listeners who are not familiar with this, if you have an HBO Max subscription, just search Batman the Animated Series. I think it was 109 episodes. All will pop up. If you don't have HBO Max, get it and then do and then watch this. It's worth it is worth every minute of the 22 minutes per episode. Hands down. You burn through them quick. And the thing is, you burn through them because you don't want to turn them off. This is that that being on there, HBO Max is what pushed me, like sold me for the subscription. I was like, I have the DVDs, but the DVDs are a pain in the ass. You got to get off the couch. I'm a lazy fuck. The, the, <laughs> you know what? You know, I, their just own. Pull, I just pull up the streaming service and I got every episode. Click. I'm good to go. And I, there's many a nights where still now I'll throw that on the end of a long day and I'll fall asleep to that on my iPad yep. or watching it on the couch. And yep. the episodes I, I have, we all went over our favorite episodes. I have my favorites, but I really don't have a least. That's the crazy thing about the show. I don't have a, like a least favorite episode. Nope. There's a couple episodes where, you know, I think they're okay. Like the one where Alfred goes to the fucking spa. Like, I'm like, okay, this is all right. But it's like, there's none that like, I'm like, get this the fuck off. There's not too many TV shows. There's no real bad episodes. No, yeah, like, some, just some are better than others. Yeah. Like, you know, even my, like even the shit I watch now, it's like, Game of Thrones and fucking there's still episodes where I'm like, okay, you know, skip like or like, <laughs> you know, there's a couple episodes of Breaking Bad season one where it's just like, okay, it's a little slow. I get it. Game. You have cancer. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah on drugs. Keep, keep the fucking, you know, let's keep it moving. Get the pizza on the roof. Like, let's go. <laughs> like, you know, but there's none of that. And this is a fucking kids show with this show. Every episode is Joe was pointing out earlier. There was thought put into it. And they stayed true to the source material. And Conroy just was made the show even better. He yeah. took the ball, picked it up, and ran with it. It's amazing, you too, know? because when they record their, their voiceovers, they don't, like, say stay in the same room with each other. They come in like, you know, this guy can only work on Tuesdays, and he'll come yeah. in and read his whole fucking lines for however many episodes. And then, like, the woman who does Harley Quinn or Batgirl, she comes in and does all of her fucking lines she has to. And, like, so they're not, like, you know, yeah. feeding it's off a, of each other's energy. Yeah. You're in a fucking It's on a stage room. performance. Like, yeah, the, like yeah, the only you're in a sound you booth. <laughs> yeah, you're in a sound booth. The only thing you have in you is, is a microphone and a couple pieces of paper that says, like, okay, read these lines. Yeah. Hamill, uh, they did an interview. You get check out some of the interviews with Mark Hamill about the show. There's tons of shit about the show out there you guys can watch but hamels was like first being the joker and he got in the booth and he's acting all fucking crazy and and the, and then he stops and he says to the director um he goes yeah, maybe this is too much for kids and the director's like wait kidding me you're the joker you know this is perfect like yeah so just shout out to the like boy kirkland's my favorite but there's so many other good directors on yeah. the show and bill like you said those guys were the ones that like work with the voice actors and tell them like okay you want to portray this scene like this you want to portray this scene like that like but just Legend. awesome awesome show Legend. awesome awesome job by uh mr conroy sorry i didn't get to miss him fucking covid Rest we were all peace. set to go to a con there's a con in march bill i'll get the dates for you if you want to okay. go yeah, i think it's like march the second weekend of march like the twelfth or the eleventh somewhere. Joffrey yeah. Dan. Make it make a trip outside of Philly. Can be posted. If you haven't if you're into comic books and shit like the nerd nerd culture, you gotta yep. go to a con. And don't wait to meet your legends because two of the ones I wanted to meet died over the last few years. Uh Neil Adams 
and uh, Kevin Conroy, who Bill got to meet both, which I'm still jealous over. But um, yeah, got two awesome. Two things, yeah. Go go meet these people at, at these conventions. You're you're not going to be disappointed. It's it's an awesome experience. Yeah. So rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. So yeah, that's what that'll conclude for this uh, last episode of 2022. We are going to be off for the next couple weeks here during the holidays with our loved ones don't know which movie we're going to come back with but we'll, we'll figure we'll, it out we'll, we'll yeah we'll, we'll we'll figure it out we'll be back with something i'm sure uh but that's all i have for this evening i uh, wish you guys on the show here merry christmas happy new year to you guys and your families and your loved ones same to all of our listeners out there as always you can be found on spotify google podcast and apple podcast and breaker hope everyone has a safe holiday weekend and a happy new year and we will talk to you in 2023 Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone.